Precision Grazing Podcasts. Meet the farmers and managers taking a pasture-first approach to their business, building productivity, profitability and resilience, while improving their environment and achieving a positive work-life balance. To learn more about how the Precision Grazing team can help your business, visit www.precisiongrazing.com and book your online appointment for a chat. Welcome team. I have had the pleasure of speaking with Will Evans, sheep, beef farmer and now heifer rearer from near McCuntleth. Will, 42, is a fourth generation farmer who has been following the traditional way of a sheep flock, circular herd and set stocking. But he knew something needed to change. Taking advantage of the Farming Connect Profit from Pasture course was his first step to a new way of farming and thinking. Confidence in precision grazing saw Will reaching out to them and asking for help to make his farm business healthy and sustainable. It really was fantastic to see the journey two years in and hear all about where he has come from and where he is going. I hope you enjoy this uh, conversation on t- from top of the hill as we overlooked the heifers grazing on their new paddock system. Okay, so um, here I am with Will Evans stood on top of a hill somewhere above McCuntleth, uh, just having had a look at some dairy heifers grazing on a precision grazed paddock system. So, hello, Will. Hi. <laughs> Uh, we've got a wonderful view from up here. So can you just tell me a bit about what we're seeing, where we are? Um, yeah, uh, these heifers are, are grazed on, um, was traditionally grazed just with sheep. Um, they were set stocked pretty much. Uh, cattle have been introduced more over the past 15 to 20 years. Um, again, with water not being a, a, a proper source for it, they were finding it where they could in sort of streams and um, and springs so there was no means of really shutting them up um, and that shortened the grazing period and, and everything really so it's we're running up to about 800 feet to the, the highest point um, sort of rocky outcrops and and things and uh, yeah I didn't think it would be absolutely possible to do this maybe uh, a uh, couple of years back, but yeah, by now, um, these hardy sort of dairy heifers, they're, they're grazing here for the, their first season, and you can see improvements in the grass already, ready for the second round. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I know, I'm from like being lucky enough to have met quite a few farmers doing this sort of thing, you know, I've only seen it on like lower lying land, so to come up to the this high up to sit on this sort of land it's really impressive to see so we've seen um yeah sort of you said the land was maybe rested for all, about two months before the girls arrived yeah they were a bit later than uh, i didn't antip- anticipated them arriving um so it had grown up quite a wedge before they came uh, as it turns out it suited well with the, the dry summer we have had um and that was an interesting thing to see again by, by the the regrowth you've, you've seen just earlier um, normally in the set stocking uh, sort of conditions it, it would have been sort of to the table all over yeah but by moving them around and resting you can you can see the well there's something there for them to go back into the second round yeah and some would say like because uh, in the last field we've where we've just been seeing where they are now and they've knocked back the bracken and they are got what another day in here you said yeah there'll be an, another day in in this paddock um yeah. not quite finished the infrastructure on this this paddock itself but then the the rest of the block is um we've used kiwi tech fencing uh all the way through it and uh, the kiwi tech water hydrants and water bowl so it just makes the the management of it so much easier um yeah and just makes the the running of it i mean you're feeding 125 cattle giving them quality sort of pasture in quarter of an hour 20 minutes your job's done Um, yeah and yeah and it's improving your, your your grass at the same yeah. time yeah so like the field that they were in previous just to this um is 
you can see where they've trampled and there's still some residue left so they've eaten an element they've trampled and there's still some growth and then on the first paddock that they would have come on in june that's actually really green considering we haven't you've not had that much rain yeah exactly um as i say the, the grass had got ahead of them a bit um but it hadn't done any any harm either and then it's trampling in it's then early seeding sort of some might say weed grasses have been uh, sort of trampled in they've eaten the qual best quality out of it and then by the time we come into the second round all that old grasses and things have been matted in uh, under the fresh sort of grass so um yeah it's doing it's doing good i'm looking forward to see I'm, i was quite excited to see it by now what it's done um but next year again it'll be you will recognize the place i was gonna say yeah you can just see the improvements already uh just from you know a couple of months and then um yes yeah, so it will be really exciting to see how the grasses have changed by next year again especially having the cattle concentrated in these paddocks isn't it yeah exactly um yeah it's it's the transition we're, we're looking for and um getting that grass growing and the soils operating right and everything um yeah it's a process i mean it's not going to happen overnight where next the soils aren't too bad the phs are slightly low but we'll just get the system going now and then we'll we'll uh, yeah. just tweak it here and there um and with the, our help of Reese williams uh, with precision grazing he comes to see me every now and then and uh yeah, gives me some good advice and keeps me on my toes and uh, <laughs> yeah. it's good to have someone to answer to, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely, it really is. So um, are you liming the land up here or are you just going to let the natural biology come back through the grazing and the muck? Yeah, at the moment, I don't know, um, I think we'll look at lime because, yeah, we'll, we'll have to, it's a rented ground, this block of, particular block of land, um, so we need to get the the production out of it so if it's if it's just liming and um, to get a bit more extra growth and um, things I'll, I'll be staying away from nitrogen uh, it's all about keeping my costs down yep um, keep it simple really um, yeah and it, as long as I can get the results of the cat, cattle being uh, to the spec yeah that the, the owner wants them uh, and needs them yeah um, I'm happy. Well, I must say, like, from just seeing them now, they, they do look very healthy. They, and also, like, um, I did mention, didn't I, like, like, just how calm and, yeah, just sort of calm and relaxed they were. They were very keen to come and see us. Yeah. Um, but just in a very calm, what you're doing kind of way, wasn't it? So that's really nice to see on this sort of system. Yeah, well, again, traditionally we've been, um, always had a, a beef herd. Um, and they would have been uh, crisscrossed with... Uh, continental Belgian blues or British blues and uh, limousine and yeah you'd think you'd try and breed them and handle them so they'd be at their quietest but there, there's always that element of uh, there's a power and uh, everything to them which took its toll on some fences and handling facilities facilities yeah. what have you um, but yeah ha handling they start they're really quiet sort of cattle to handle and yeah. to, to move around and you know for the number of cattle are here as well um there's 125 cattle are here at the moment what breed are they they're a kiwi cross okay um yeah they're so easy to handle they're, mm. um yeah it's, and it's quite something quite pleasurable about it all moving them every day onto a fresh block and you see the see the grass improving you see them content and yeah. putting that keeping that condition they need to grow and yeah for the bowling season have you no it, it's a yeah it, now it's a, a quite a clear sort of way to go to but when we were debating uh, what are we going to do we've been doing the same thing for years um there were some sort of misty waters to look into but then with the support of sort of precision grazing and things um it just gives you that confidence and just that boost to go and, and do it really yeah so you're saying about you know that confidence and boost but let's like just go back a little bit so what made you start on this journey of like this precision grazing paddock grazing what where did that start and why did it start 
oh well it's um i suppose uh, the last 10 15 years uh i've been thinking you know we're working hard doing what we're doing but the, the returns never seem to put be there for the time and effort you put in um and things uh, seem to be changing i did a scholarship in 2010 with hcc and um, I went to South America and see them finish cattle off grass and, and what have you. Um, so coming home with a, right, I think we need to change breeds maybe to get things that um, do off grass better. And I've been tweaking the sheep system uh, a bit, changing breeds there and, and things, but um, still felt something was missing and my knowledge on grass and growing grass wasn't good enough and uh, eventually years ticked by and um, Prosper, uh, Prosper from Pasture uh, came up with yeah. um, Farming, Farming Connect, Connect. Um, and I, I joined, enrolled with that and went up to Glintlivon to, um, and Precision Grazing were, were running it with, with Farming Connect and there were some talkers coming in uh, from New Zealand and uh, soil experts from Canada and it was just uh, really interesting hearing what they had to say and um, just really opened your eyes uh, wider, really, to other things we could do. we could we could change uh, things, and yeah, we'd be coming home, having a chat at home, and sort of okay, things need to change. Um, well, let's let's go with precision grazing. Then they seem to know, um, yeah, you know, they know what they're doing. Yeah, that's how that's how you know they fill me with confidence listening to them, and we had them in. Um, they came in, this, this is what we can do, which was some sort of big ideas. Maybe get rid of your cattle, get rid of your oh. machinery and, and How anything. did that feel, them hearing them say that? Yeah, it was quite, um, it felt quite a bold thing to do. I think we were thinking, yeah, we've sort of um, narrowed our costs down pretty well and we thought we, we'd gone to stabiliser cattle, which we felt for suckler cattle with a... Um, best cattle we could have for you know they were docile less work with them um, they were producing the goods but at the end of the day there is a cost to keeping suckler cows and yeah. it came down to a matter of doing things that our business needed um, yeah the direction our business needed to go to make it a, a healthy one and a, a, a sustainable one really yeah um, especially sort of you know this has been over the last two years and by now there's all sorts of rising costs um so we've we've cut out feed yeah uh less use of fuel um kind of know our cost with a contractor making silage and things um there's all these <coughs> little elements and um really looking into our uh, accounts sort of with a with a microscope really yeah and how was that because um yeah how was you know actually facing those accounts literally head on <laughs> I I, yeah it was quite intense really i mean we've we've always thought you know we we're in in control and knowing what was what but really dissecting those accounts into what your cattle truly costing you um you know to the last pound yeah and, yeah. and the sheep enterprise um and what have you um yeah and sort of looking at, at machines here why are we doing this they're, they're on finance and by the time you paid them off there's it's time to renew them so you you're putting yourself back on finance yeah in that cycle isn't it yeah we, we just felt we were we were on a standstill going going nowhere but um on the treadmill that's not going anywhere yeah really just, yeah oh, yeah thinking oh yeah it'll come now uh, but then yeah next year next, yeah, next year, year. <laughs> next year <laughs> yeah, you got it but um no, the, the sort of frame of mind and things of just uh, simplifying things, keep it simple. We, we've made this massive, big, complicated wheel for, our, for ourselves, uh, really. And it's, you know, it's all been relevant in the past, maybe. And, um, um, and we've pushed and learnt to do things like, yeah. like that. Um, you know, it works. It's the way you've been directed, isn't it? By yeah. funds, government... Yeah, totally. It's Companies. The, the government te tends to steer the way farming goes, but I mean, we, New Zealand has always been there, 
and there's always people oh New Zealand they had to do this and that back when they lost the subsidies and there's been but oh but that's New Zealand that's different but maybe we can't you know do exactly the same as them but there's just there's so much to take from from the way they operate and yeah just simplifying and cutting down on the costs that that just the uh, they just keep coming up all the yeah. time the costs um you almost don't realize you're you're in that big sort of wheel of costs no because um, i suppose it, like initially it's probably oh a few extra pounds each year and oh, okay well yeah pay that and then like and maybe is it we have we seen it more like this year with the costs having hiked up so much and then do you sort of now look around and think oh thank god we started this two years ago or do you is yeah it, well or? there's, <laughs> there's part, parts of me oh, gosh why weren't we doing this 20 years ago <laughs> yeah but yeah it, there wasn't a go-to place really to uh, or, or advice or yeah or doing it and you yeah you think you're doing the best job you can we all try and do the best job we can and get the best advice and follow trends or, or what have you but um yeah ha- having high precision grazing is out there now and it being part of farming connect as well um so it captured more more people i think you know there's lots of people i've been talking to um yeah want to change their sort of grazing and things there's basic grass we can grow grass yeah i is our you know our cheap it's there yeah and that the better we can manage it the more it will grow and the more we can get out of it uh, yeah. in the end and oh. the, the, the language all the language like um, kilos per hectare and we're producing you know it just makes you look at things differently uh, opens your eyes yeah uh, just just looking at things different you can get so stuck in the in the treadmill of uh, of it all yeah because I think earlier you sort of said like whereas once it was like about you know the pounds per you know the monetary value of the return on that animal yeah now you're changing it to like you just said the kilos the yield it's sort of what you're getting from the yield and what you're getting from the grass more is it or? yeah basically um like, uh, for example the on the sheep side of things we were um tending to lamb more inside or sort of split half and half but by now we've just got um, simplified it all we've chosen the chose a a breed to stick with what uh, breed is that then we've gone for the improved um welsh mountain oh okay is that like yeah. a performance recorded now uh, yeah or? we'll tend to buy from the pro hill uh, performance recorded rams yeah um and then we we use our housing now instead to give the grass a break sort of from oh, okay sort of december through to i'll get turned out maybe three weeks before lambing so we won't be lambing inside and that's cut out so much labor yeah um and, and costs um, so they go out to that grass and it's that quality grass there straight away so you you don't need the, the concentrates and the feeds which are well, they're increasingly yeah. more expensive so and then even if it, when you do use the feeds there's the labour of carrying it out and feeding it out and the, everything that comes with it so it's just yeah it, it's trying to work work smarter not harder I guess um, yeah yeah so yeah always trying to strive to improve and we felt there's some big big strides being taken in the last couple of years really excellent so are the the, uh, sheep will they be housed just on forage then are they just having silage or haylage yeah the sheep will be just on silage or well through the glass tier scheme we've been putting uh, swedes in oh okay um but uh, yeah we so it was a five-year contract but we get keep getting offered a oh extension extension but (laughs) yeah our, our places to put sort of rotate without going back to where we've been to yeah. put roots in is getting a bit of a, a struggle by now but um it has worked well as far as uh housing um, um outwintering the the sheep yeah it's a lot of sheep for for a period of, of time um but going forward as i say we use the the flattest fields you're going on to some steep slopes and things then and yeah. there's worries of runoff and and everything and, and there's there's a cost of putting putting in roots. Yeah. Um, but yeah they have played played their part you know so you just mentioned about you know worry of runoff and things so uh one of the systems here so we are what do you say 800 feet up is that right yeah. to the top yeah, that's the very top yeah. yeah so but then we go down to the valley bottom yes 
just a yeah it's just a bit above sea level yeah, yeah. but um you've got water up here so i mean when i've spoken to farmers trying to encourage them into this sort of system like water is their big issue so can you just tell me about how you've managed to get water into paddocks on 800 feet up on a rocky yeah, you know well, upland i guess we're, we're fortunate to have um a good spring which is quite high high up on the on the hill it's not quite i'm gonna to have to use a solar pump i think just to reach the last last bit to make full sort of utilize the grass fully up there um yeah but i've been able to capture it and stick it into a big uh, 5000 uh, liter tank and then i've run a pipe i've split the the block with electric fence and run a pipe down on the ground um so keep the cost down and not putting that in yeah um and then put uh, KiwiTech hydrants on then uh, every every so far, well I know the size of the paddocks I need and then I try yeah. to put them accordingly uh, so yeah it's so far it's kept me going with water there were some tight periods over uh, when was it end of July yeah um, but no it, it's kept going um, yeah initially when we were talking about putting heifers here I was talking with Rhys Williams and I was saying oh I don't know if it's not that much water there. The cattle that are there, they suck it out of the ground here, there and everywhere. And, and um, you know, we, we just went went to it. It is possible. We can we can do it. It's, it's just mind over matter, really. And um, trying to find a way around obstacles and yeah. and, and doing it. But, um, yeah, it's sort of transformed, <laughs> really. Just putting a, a tank in and, and being able to get water to exactly where you need it. Yeah. Um, you can make so much more use of, of the grass then. And then the water trough is one of these, is that a Kiwi Tech, is it like drag trough, is it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. And it's what, uh, no bigger than a base of a, like a blue drum, is it, with the, yeah, it's, um, maybe a bit wider, but... Yeah, 100 litres, I think, yeah. or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, well, I've got 125 drinking, and it copes with 125. Yeah. Um, I mean, they all came over... The, you, you need your flow, your water flow, so, yeah. so coming from... 800 down to these lower paddocks the flow is really strong yeah but it does keep them going up wherever they are yeah because it's quite a, a fast filling it was yeah um valve and it's like a not i know we used to ball valves and, yeah. and things so it's not that fast uh filling this one yeah it's got like it's got four little outlets yeah. in, in the bottom of the the trough and it's not long filling yeah, no, that's good. Like the just to, as context, the heifers all obviously came to say hello and see what we were doing, and uh, and then we're all like just having, a, showing off and drinking for us, weren't they? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, they were just like, look what we can do with this trough. So yeah. um, it was like, yeah, really good uh, just seeing that, and uh, and that you can literally just drag the trough from the top of the paddock system all the way down to the bottom, and then pull it up again. Yeah, as you well, go isn't it it's just like easy yeah, it, seems, it seems a long way when you say it like that yeah but, i mean yeah, you're actually you moving them a, a paddock <laughs> at a time yeah but I, i've tried to put the hydrants out so i can do two paddocks oh yeah um yeah off one hydrant uh if you put enough length on, on the yeah a pipe onto the trough it, it works it works quite well i was very skeptical actually of the the trough gonna water so many cattle but because they're in a smaller area they're not doing a, a long commute to the yeah, yeah, to the do. spring or whatever. They um they tend to just go and fetch water when they feel like it, so there's no rush to the yeah. trough or that that herd instinct thing of like it's like the trek to the three o'clock. Come on, let's go and have a drink yeah, type yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like just have a little slurp now and again. There you go. Yeah, yeah like being on an all inclusive holiday, you can just <laughs> <laughs> have a bit. I, I wouldn't know about. I don't know. No, you definitely wouldn't. <laughs> So are the paddocks? Are they uh, all are they an even size? Are they are they been mapped? Was that part of the role of precision grazing to map out? Well, they or? they do offer that, um, but I I felt I I was capable of uh, working that one out. And, yeah. Um, what sort of size are these ones up here then? Well, at the moment, uh, sort of gone off the measurement of of grass, and then I've calculated it down to the sort of the 125 head. They need 0.7 of a Hector. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I will say with the help of Reese Williams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't work it all out by myself. But um, again, that, that's why. That's the importance of, of having them on board. Yeah. Is there? I know it might sound daft, but they're there to 
sort of hold your hand uh, oh, no. th- through the process, you know, and, and it just gives you that confidence, that backup to um, to, to do it, do it all really. Um, yeah. Is it also what about the accountability of having them? You know, if you, you know, like Reese, uh, you meet with him or speak to him once a month. Is there a bit of accountability as oh, well? Definitely. Um, so Nia, my wife, um, she's. Uh, yeah, so Nia's in charge of the accounts uh, with Zero and things which links in. Reese can tap into it as well to help us and guide us there as well. And because we meet, like, you, you can choose different options, but we, we've gone, um, especially in the first maybe couple of years, we'll have a, uh, a monthly meeting. Yeah. So it just holds you to account a bit, right? Oh, we've got this, we've got the meeting next week, right? Yeah. Um, need to get things up to scratch yeah but, you know the last meeting we might have discussed various things um so you just need to get everything ready for that meeting yeah so it's a it's a deadline in a way and something and it just helps you along the way and i've been measuring grass as well with a oh, plate, yeah. plate meter so that's done once a month and that's proved um you know oh God, some days you think ah oh, do i really need to go out and measure this now but then but you just stick to it and it's quite interesting you, when you're writing it down on your spreadsheet it's sort of after a couple of months it start, starts getting interesting uh, seeing where you are Yeah. and then we put into a, a database that um, Reese provides um, and it comes up with the graphs and things you can oh, see a growth nice. curve and yeah. uh, the demand and, and everything and it just gives you an idea then of what your place is doing yeah. how much grass it is growing and gives you targets to improve and and manage it better then I guess and um, so just like you know he's seeing your figures are you in a discussion group and sharing figures or anything like that or is that just with Reese and you uh, well it's you in just with Reese mainly but then we have gone on with the precision grazing into the um, higher higher tier group oh okay um, where we have been benchmarking but it's all um confidential really of but yeah everyone sort of shares their figures but yeah. nobody knows whose figures are yeah are who but um yeah it's a uh, it's, it's more what we need, need to be doing i think um yeah. now the, the dairy industry yeah they've been doing the, it aren't it's, they? It's, it's kind of ca- trying to catch up to them in a certain degree yeah. yeah how what have you gained from being in that sort of discussion group and maybe seeing other people's uh figures and uh, seeing where you are compared, or oh yeah, it's been uh, it's been quite interesting. Um, yes, yeah, quite disappointing in some areas, but you know, you see it. Oh, you got something to go off. Yeah, you know, you got. Um, oh right, we're we're there. Yeah, we need to get more like like they are. Yeah. Or, um, well, as a group, maybe we all fit. You know, you got to always strive for improvement, but to strive for improvement, you need to know what you're working off. If you don't yeah. know where you are, yeah, you can't learn um, where you, you don't know what you're aiming for. You're where you can go, isn't it? Yeah. And is it inspiring to see the other people that are like maybe you know higher up the table, so to speak, or seeing what they've done in the last maybe if they've been in the group longer for like the last four or five years? Oh, definitely. Um, I think it's inspiring, just inside or outside the group. But in the group, yeah, it's good sharing maybe what you've done, maybe what's gone wrong, what's gone what's gone right what works what doesn't um and yeah and maybe learning flexibility to have flexibility within your system yeah and but there's some great examples out there i'm lucky we live just across the valley really or across the valley enough another one yeah (laughs) Um, is uh sid younglin he's been rearing heifers for years and and he's even higher than here i think oh right um he hasn't got as much variation like I can go from high to very low ground yeah and he's got pastures up there which uh, you'd, you'd think he'd be on the you know <laughs> real low lands yeah but it's what it's done done for him yeah um, I think he started with James Daniel yeah coming in with Farming Connect or something so uh, yeah seeing the the change one can do uh, yeah it gives you gives you inspiration and yeah it is possible just yeah, we need to do it. What have been the impacts that you've seen on, say, like the soil health and the biodiversity now on the farm? I suppose 
under the system um, now we, we're far from being perfect there's a lot of work to do on um, infrastructure and yeah. stuff you know is we're we're in the beginning of this this whole journey in a way yeah um, yeah so but we know what needs to be done to get us there um, but already just by resting some fields a bit more and like the, the mountain if you like we got a, a thousand acre block of mountain up in what the Snowdonia National Park which is only half an hour away but it's different total land oh, wow, yeah. got down here um, but we're utilizing that different now we've gone oh, from yeah. lambing the, the Marionith type Welsh sheep up there and they're up there all year it all started off with glacier um, they wouldn't allow us to keep sheep up there in the winter yeah it's okay so we went with that and we were treating the sheep a bit different and bringing them down saw that we we're getting more twins like that so uh, after talking with Reese and things he said well, well why don't you use a slightly stronger breed and don't send the the ewes and lambs back up just use a stronger breed and use that mountain so at weaning time so 100 days after sort of mid lambing move all the ewes up to there so you you're keeping the better uh, grass yeah. for, for the lambs and finishing and that, that's really proved um, you know beneficial you, you see the, the the grass has a chance to grow back and it's getting that bit of quality again yeah. to finishing the lambs but uh, yeah there's lots of fine tuning to do we'd like to grow the lambs better and things but you, yeah you can see the, the logic yeah. behind it all um, resting that ground is it's sort of crucial especially that winter period from December up to lambing it's uh, yeah it's, it's crucial I think that is a key and one that we haven't <coughs> acknowledged for many years isn't it that resting the land is yeah. is important yeah um, yeah definitely it makes that it gives it just that head start in the in the spring um, so if you can extend your, your grazing on the shoulders from the in the spring and at the, the other end back in in the autumn yeah it, it just yeah reduces reduces any sort of feed costs and added costs that come with with feeding or what have you yeah it's, um, yeah it just all meshes in and ties up well and yeah we, we're seeing the seeing the benefits you know yeah yeah we've oh. gone from being skeptical to trying things and then the more more that you're in it and trying things the more you see and want to know more and uh, yeah it's just it's just about um not being afraid to change i think yeah so has it changed your mindset then this whole in the last two years do you think you the way you think has changed oh definitely um definitely there's been a, a different mindset and um ways of wanting to do things it's bringing I, you know, we. I like to think we were, we weren't lazy, but um, I wonder if we were busy without being needed to be that busy. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, hopefully, it'll bring us a a bit better balance of, sort of um, family, work. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and just sort of well-being really. Um, just gives you that chance to do something off farm it doesn't have to be nothing big or anything it's just, you can get on the weekend do something uh, a bit different from farming but yeah it's it just keeps you um, yeah it keeps the, everyone happy you know yeah i mean you know you've got a young family haven't you sort of three young lads um uh but just from you like personally how i think we just sort of touched on earlier when we we're just having a drink about you know like that mental health side of it do you think since doing this that that has helped? I mean, it's given you more time to spend off farm, um, and will increasingly hopefully do so. Yeah, I think maybe more than spending time off farm and things. It's just it's taking a massive pressure off. Um, I'm talking about pulling costs of things down when you're constantly faced with a a bill for this and a bill for that, and having to wait. For that income to come in to uh, it, it just take, takes a lot of stress and pressure off, off you if yeah. you know what I mean it's um, 
yeah, it's a, it's a healthier way of, of farming or, well, for me personally anyway, I know there's people out there who, uh, you know, everyone has their ways and everything, but um, for me, yeah, it has made uh, some big changes really. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, you feel, um, feel healthier for it in a way, to be honest. Uh, and I, th- I think even if it's like you know, yeah, good grass growth, but if you can feel healthier and take that pressure off, it surely. I mean, if that's just like a win from it, it's a yeah, well, two great know, wins there, isn't there? And then all the other benefits. Growing, growing grass and uh, what have you is is great, but you know the the main the main thing we're, we're a business and we need to be a healthy business. Yeah. And then to be a healthy business, all of what we've talked. Uh, of um, sort of c- comes with it. That's what makes it all healthy, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. And talk about that healthy business. Obviously, we're seeing a change to BPS. Um, are you currently still farming with that, or are you? I know it's something you receive, but are you trying to now farm without it in the system? Oh, obviously. Um, I think I'd be um, a fool to just uh, carry on, and um, I think money's going to come from somewhere. I think we do need to. Uh, um, yeah, farm in a way where you're not that dependent on it. Um, you know, it's a bit of a drug, and yeah, maybe live within your your means and farm within your means. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a strange one that one. Um, yeah. yeah you, you got you. You have to train your train yourself to try and farm. To think, even the payments are there now. Yeah. Now, use them for your benefits to set yourself up ready to farm with, without them yeah yeah I think uh, I think that's the and I suppose message. that this sort of system is that something like say um, you know maybe would it be encouraged farmers like use your BPS payments from to invest in because the fencing from like the Kiwi Tech system it is a good investment isn't it well that's the thing yeah it might um my fencing contractor told me you might need to sit down when you uh, when you get the bill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, good advice, but um, yeah, we were looking at it as an investment. Uh, you know, it's going to come into a, a da- daily sort of use of making things easier and managing time, so you spend less time on it, and knowing that it's uh, it's going to be safe and sound. Yeah. And then you know, same with water and everything. If your infrastructure's all set up and yeah if you can use use your finances right from what you're saving on other things forget because that, that's that's the number one really you, you can't you can't manage that grassland or, or anything if you haven't got the in- infrastructure yeah right that's why it hasn't been managed right before with us yeah you know, yeah you know those fences are down. Okay, we'll just let the sheep or cattle go where they want because well, it's yeah, well, isn't forever patching. Or yeah, yeah. So yeah. do it properly, and then it's done, and you've got the electric yeah. fence well, in the right you, place. You know, if you've got a plan in place and that system, so a, a, a payback is going to come from it. Well, yeah, that, that's why we're doing it. And, you know, he's talking about a lot about the advice that Reese has given you and, you know, the help and hand-holding as well. Is there, what would you say that, like, return is on that? Is there a monetary value you can put on that or is it more than that? Um, yeah, I'd say, you know, the... <laughs> I remember when we started, Reese uh, said, you know, it's going to cost this amount, whatever. And we were like, well, you know, we, we, we've got we've got to do it. And he says, well, we'll will save you double that to begin with and so I thought there was a worth on that to begin with and then yeah. once you start and uh, it's that the, it just the effect starts snowballing and you just you just benefiting yeah um, all the time and, and you know there's no um, like, there's no set right we got uh, every month or, or whatever um, like he was open you know we can do it every every six weeks or six months or yeah. um you know anything once a year so it's just so to suit the individual and yeah, what they want you then know, no that, pressure hopefully uh in the next year or so i'll be you know i've, I'll have learnt and absorbed a lot of the information and but they'll always be there to 
you know, I'll, I'll still stick to it. We'll, we'll work out some sort of time yeah. table to stick to to have meetings. But then they're always, I can always phone whenever I want anyway for advice or yeah, sort well of thoughts and, and things. Um, so th- there's a massive flexibility. There's no, right, if you're with us, this is it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is yeah. a really nice way because that, that's sort of just invaluable knowing that that's there, even if it is oh, I know we've got a meeting in six months, but I know I can pick it up the phone whenever and just yeah, have that help and definitely. advice, isn't it? That's Yeah. And well, what we decided was to go with a monthly because we were doing um, some big... We wanted to make big changes. We wanted to... Yeah. We wanted to change. Okay. Um, and it's all, it's all about allowing yourself to adapt. And we just felt we needed to adapt to the situation that was unfolding in front of us, really, and... Yeah, been good to if I was thinking like that maybe four or five years ago. But yeah, you've just got to go with uh, what's you're in the right place you. where you are now, isn't it? Because you made that jump and now you're on the yeah on I, your I, way, aren't I you? I feel we've we've made good decisions as a as a family, as a business. Yeah. To, to to do you know it was all in in discussion and things are what we doing next. Are we carry on doing this? Are we doing that? Or actually, this sounds quite interesting and sounds like they're on the money um, kind of thing yeah and yeah I think we'll, we'll benefit from um, being part of that yeah being part of precision grazing really so what are the future ambitions so you've simplified the sheep flock you've brought in some dairy heifers for rearing what yeah. sort of next is it keeping along those that that line do you think I, I think um, yeah in the where, where we are now as a as we improve what we're doing, improve our infrastructure, uh, our grass management, just work on those uh, sort of principles, really. Yeah. Um, try and do what we're doing better. But yeah, it has meant selling our settler herd, which we've, you know, as long as I can remember, we've been with settlers. Yeah. But when you think back, when, it, when our discussions, um, like my grandfather didn't start on settlers. No, all right. He, Sucklers were bought in when there was a suckler premium scheme. Oh, wow, okay. So that was driven by government again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's no shame. There's no shame. That's what I uh. think is the big thing. I think when you're born into a farming family, there's pressures of um, carrying on traditions. Uh, there's a lot of emotional stuff. And when you see really successful guys who've come into farming from a farming background as such, they come in with a, a clean slate almost. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's where it's important if you come from farming family just to be open to to change. Yeah. And there's there's no there's no shame in selling all your cattle because what you got my my goals have changed now. Um, my goal is we're here we're a business we're here to try and make money or make a living. So th- those those are my go- I got to do what's right for the business, rather than for my ego or for myself. My, it, but it all come. I can see it. It's all sort of come clear now. What yeah, what I need to do because we're only we're only here for um, our our lifetime. Yeah. You, you pass the baton on to the. So it's all about keeping the business healthy, really. To yeah. For now and to pass on to the to the next generation oh, that sounds fantastic and i think that uh, yeah there's no shame in making those changes and again like you just said about you know oh there's these traditions but like you said your granddad bought in sucklers they hadn't the suckler herd hadn't been here for hundreds of years it it'd been yeah. here for maybe you know 60 yeah, or something, well, isn't it or it what have fat, you? on the lower grounds it was buying cattle from the farms that are higher up yeah um we, weanlings or or whatever they would have been, and, and finished them on the bottom grounds. But yeah. you were looking at sort of three to four year old cattle being finished on the bottom yeah. grounds back then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I feel he, my grandfather was always willing to change, and my father as well has changed what was good for the oh, business along the way. So, yeah. so I feel you know it's, it's my turn. I, I'm doing what stamp. I'm doing what now. What it needs to for the good of the business. So. Yeah. Every generation has um, has decisions to make yeah. somewhere for the for the good of the business. But yeah. it's about 
about making the right decisions and yeah I feel with with the backup of precision grazing I have made the right decision oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense and sometimes you know the decisions that need to be made but having someone else from outside just like clarify it with you and also you know maybe just like oh that's a good idea but just look at it slightly different and take a slightly yeah. left journey or what have you yeah I think really you know, beneficial it's that they've, they've all all the, the the staff what have you with um, precision grazing they looked at the New Zealand sort of styles so so closely and and it works and they've, they've bought back what's relevant which would fit in yeah. in this country really or, or or wherever it's just finding that system and making it make it work for you find a system that works with you yeah with yeah. your land your system your ethos yeah. and things so if you uh what what advice would you have for someone that is maybe looking at this maybe teetering on the edge what what would you be saying to somebody um, I suppose my advice would be just pick up the phone to Farming Connect. Um, I found that not Farming Connect. So I pick up the phone to Precision Grazing. Um, I found I found the number on the, on the amazing internet. You know? <laughs> yeah, everything's and there. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll just uh, I'll just ring them up, tell them as it is what's going on here, and see. You know, I've got. What have I got to lose? Yeah. Um, yeah. And yet, uh, I think it was Reese I was put in touch with, and he arranged to come out just to have a chat to begin with and see where you're at, what you're doing, and then he'd come up with suggestions. You know, you, you can take it as far, you can take it a meeting at a time, you can cut it off where, wherever, but um, yeah, yeah it's, it's just getting in touch and talking about it. And I've even been given names of farms so you can. You know, people are quite open to come come and have a look, kind of thing. They are, aren't they? So, it's not, for me, it's nothing better than going and have a look at somebody's oh, system yeah. um, and see it, see it actually in action, working. You know? Yeah. And um, yeah. What's like one thing that surprised you most about this journey? Um, I think what surprised me most, maybe about this journey, is um. So it's trying sort of starting to love farming again oh wow <laughs> yeah, sounds uh no that's great to hear a bit a bit strange but guy he's just thinking where well, starting to bang my head against the wall really where what can we what can we do to make things sort of better improve things and uh, and everything so yeah i'd say it's just yeah starting to you know, look at your grass harder and enjoying results of what was happening and yeah. um, and the results would be seeing your grass growing or your, your animals uh, benefiting at some point along the way, either be better scanning or um, better weaning weights. But as you know, I'm uh, you still got to work it. I'm miles off where I need to be. Yeah, but I know. I know there's a, as I say, there's like a path now. I know what needs to be done. It's like kind of protocol, in a way. Yeah. And it's um, sticking to it and working on it. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, maybe I'm a bit thinly spread. I'm trying to do a bit too much. Maybe I need to cut down some rented ground. Perhaps it has been suggested. Yeah. Um, by by Reese, that was one of the first things he suggested actually when he came here. Um, maybe that's the one thing that I haven't done actually done. Yeah, off the back of his advice, um, and try because you can maximise what what you have already so much more. You know, yeah. you can do so much more with what you've got rather than trying to spread yourself out thinly over everything. Yeah, uh, I think. That's another advice maybe would be um, if you are going with precision grazing and get involved is you know listen listen to them and, and go with them you don't fight the, the system you got <laughs> yeah. cause, yeah. you know they, they got your best interests at heart and you know they know they know what what works and it, 
It's just backing yourself as well, I think, and just going for it. Yeah, great. Well, I think that sounds sounds good. So, yeah, having that love of farming, again, is great. And then just, yeah, having the backing of an external person or company like Precision Grazing just yeah. to help you do it is... It's why why are we doing what we're doing? It's, um, yeah. you know... Start with the why. Yeah, you know, we're producing food, you'd like to think, for a nation and... But you want that reward. It's all about having that reward, and I think um, the reward hasn't been there so long in, in yeah. farming somehow. But yeah, I think it's in our hands. Power's there for us to to make that reward available. Really, it's yeah, there. it's there. If you can and you feel like by going into this system, you are get you're getting that reward now. You're rewarding yourself effectively by doing this. Do you think? Yeah, Is I it? think. I think yeah. The, um, bank balance uh, is healthy and uh, anything and then I think people say it's not all about the money but um helps definitely you know we're, we're here we're here to make a living and we've got a, yeah we're lucky of the lifestyle we got out in the country and things but we take it for granted and um the thing is you've got to earn to have this lifestyle you can't you can't just um uh, have it or be it you, yeah you've got to you know we've got to, got to work at it as work well. at it to to be here yeah on the land and doing what we're doing so um yeah so if we can make it more financially viable it's great <laughs> yeah but it's still a lot of work to do i can't emphasize that enough yeah there's a lot of work to do i'm far from uh, the finished article well i know you do say and I, I i will believe you that there is still work to do but from what i've seen I think you know you've made a really good start in two years um from certainly on this upland that we've seen or we're looking over now um so I think you can only can only continue to improve and you know make really positive changes yeah, thank you I hope it, I hope your predictions are, are come true I'll come back next year and we'll do some comparative photos and yeah, see where that, we're that'd at be, that'd be the one yeah <laughs> Well, thank you ever so much for your time. And uh, yeah, so um, if you're thinking about this, so pick up the phone to Precision Grazing and uh, just make that phone call. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Will. Um, It's really fantastic to see these uh, real positive changes that he's made to his business, to the family and his own life. And if you want to learn more about how you can make these changes, visit www.precisiongrazing.com and book your free consultation with the team. This really will be one phone call you will not regret. Pick up the phone today and call Precision Grazing.